0: Okay, so on today's podcast, I wanted to actually start off by talking about something that I feel pretty passionate about and that I've seen a lot of, whether it be in the movie, the TV show, or the uh, the video game industry, um, I guess really, especially in the video game industry as of late, um, and it's uh, entitlement and toxicity that kind of stems from that. Um I guess it kind of goes without saying that these views are definitely mine and that um, even if David does agree with some of the things, I wouldn't say to hold him like, yeah, accountable you know for I those things. Because like he to just argue. doesn't like agreeing with me to start <laughs> with. Um, but first off, I wanted to talk about entitlement. Um, and then I wanted to start off kind of with a couple examples and, and just kind of go into like how I feel about that. Um, the first thing about it um like i said start off with a couple examples uh if you buy say for instance food from mcdonald's do you feel like you own mcdonald's i know david's answer to that would be yes if you buy (laughs) an album i know if you buy an album from like a music artist do you feel like you own that artist and that that artist is supposed to do everything that you want them to do If you buy, say, for instance, an an item from Amazon and you get it shipped to you, do you feel like you own Amazon and how Amazon does things? If you buy a game from a publisher, do you feel like the publisher should, you know, acquiesce to all of your whims because you bought that one game from them? And if you buy a book from an author, do you feel like the author's next book has to be the exact thing that you think or that it has to be in line with your views otherwise I'm going to rant and I'm going to rave one of the things that I really wanted to to kind of to 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 put down is that buying or participating in the funding of any of these like ventures doesn't mean you own that person or the creative who made those things or even the 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 companies that put those out there you own the product that you got Yes, but that's all. And that's why you pay for those goods. You don't pay for... You didn't buy a share in the company, you know, so you don't have a say on the board. You didn't... um, You didn't... Well, you didn't... You weren't... You didn't participate in the process to make those things. So your opinion is just that, your opinion. And if you feel like you're... You know, your voice needs to be heard. And by purchasing something, your voice is somehow louder than others. You're definitely wrong in that. By purchasing something, you're actually giving permission to the person who makes something to continue to make the things that they're making. Because by purchasing it, you're giving them the okay to say or to continue to make what they're making. If you really want to affect something and if you really want to... Uh, to, to, to show your disdain for something instead of saying, I'm going to buy it, but I'm going to complain. Don't buy it. Show, show that you don't like the product that you're, that you're seeing. Think about the, the, the monetary gain that these companies will constantly go after in, in, in trying to ensure that they get to sell more products. If they don't sell enough, then yes, they're going to change their tactics. if, and and they're going to start listening to the people who aren't buying because guess what those are potential sales for them and all of these most of these companies are owned publicly so that means that they want they they're going to need the opinions of the people to raise their share prices to appease the other people who actually own price or own parts of their company it's just all it's all part of capitalism so your views would be more aptly expressed by not purchasing something and actually saying what you mean to say, or saying what you what you need to say in an articulate way, instead of going on the the internet or going on going on Twitter or Facebook or or MySpace, <laughs> um, and and just you know and just spouting all of the disdainful words that you can possibly think of, which leads into my second thing, which is toxicity wow toxicity i can't
1: say the word words anyway. are hard hmm? words are hard word, they we've are hard. established that, it
0: dude oh my gosh that's like a common theme for this podcast words are really hard i, I don't understand it just like that that was a lot of words to say um anyways <laughs> uh back to toxicity so the people that you're complaining about and the people that you're talking like all of this uh, that you're spewing all this hate speech towards these are also people too One of the things that a lot of people, it doesn't seem like they realize is that when they start talking about companies and they start telling or saying things about people that work in those companies, for some reason they think that I can say all I want because I purchased a product and because these people aren't real people, they're just video game developers or they're just, you know, show writers or whatever. They don't have feelings like I do. I don't really care. And because they're a public figure that makes it all right for me to say anything I want to about them because they put their life out there in the public to see. And therefore again, back to entitlement, I have the right to say something about it. Um, <laughs> another, another big thing that gets on me, especially, and, and it really leads into, I guess what makes toxic toxicity, um, on the internet so much more prevalent is the fact that you can hide your identity. Um, It makes it seem as though there are so many people who have these opinions and they're the only way they 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 found to express those opinions is to hide behind uh, a screen name that's not associated with anything that they do and to say things that would otherwise be unacceptable in any social setting. Most of the time it doesn't even come to well, you know, that's kind of not acceptable at school or it's not acceptable at work. Like, there's some of the things that people say about uh, developers and, 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 and writers and things like that where, I mean, the fact that you would even hear somebody tell somebody else or see somebody tell somebody else to kill themselves, like, that alone is just... Like, you, you mean, you you're like, oh, you made a game that I didn't like. You should kill yourself. Or you didn't do the facial animations properly you should kill yourself or like and it's it's crazy because the people don't look at it as these people are humans they just look at it as these are an object that i can that i can spew this on and they're like hey i don't really i don't care about that person and nobody knows who i am nobody can track this back to who i am so i don't have to think that there's any consequences for my actions and i guess when it comes down to it none of this hatred or none of this uh Ill intent hey, helps anybody. I'm I'm sure many developers look at it as like, oh, somebody doesn't like our stuff. That's cool. But at the same, when it comes down to it, they're not going to look at all of the 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 hateful comments that have that have nothing but pure ill intent. They're not going to look at that as like, oh, we should change whatever we do because this person who 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 hates us because we did the one thing that they didn't like said that. They're not going to look at that. They're actually going to look more at the people who are on the forums dedicated to the changes in their games or the changes in their, their TV shows or the changes in their, in, their, in their movies, the way they write stuff. They're going to look at more at those things for people who are articulating the ideas that they have. And say, for instance, um, and I think I'll, I'll go back to video games a lot more, but say, for instance, like a, like a World of Warcraft they're more apt to listen to somebody in a forum or a a group of people in a forum that say, "Um, this Paladin aura is overpowered um, and, but it's overpowered in this way. Oh, maybe you guys should think about making this based on this stat or this based on that stat or something, you know, and the developer is more apt to look at that and say, Hey, we should probably change this. It looks like there's an opinion out there as opposed to, uh, and I'm trying not to curse. I really am. Um, as opposed to, as opposed to, you know, f the paladins. They just suck. They're so op. That tells nobody anything. You know, um, it's something that I have gone back to a couple times. You have to articulate. Nobody can understand when when a baby is just yelling, but then as the baby gets older and develops speech. It becomes less about yelling and it becomes more about telling you what they want. And guess what? It's easier to get those things that you want when you can say, and instead of just crying out and raising your hand. You just you, at that point, I'm hungry. It's a way easier to 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 respond to than trying to figure out what a cry means, which is pretty much what all the people, what a lot of people on the internet are doing. They're just crying and throwing tantrums and, 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 you know, having a fit on the internet and not actually saying anything that they want changed or saying anything that they actually have problems with. And instead of actually saying that they have problems with anything, they just spew hate speech at people that that did the thing that they have a problem with and still never say what they had a problem with and expect it to be, you know, to be heard and to actually be be responded upon. And, uh, yeah. So... It's kind of, it's kind of the, kind of the end of my rant. Um, it was, it was just some, a couple thing, things, a couple stories that I saw on the internet that really like, um, that really kind of hit home for me. And especially because as a creative myself and as a writer myself, I would, I would think when I'm putting this art form out to ev to, to people, to, to view, and even, you know, even this podcast, when I'm putting this podcast out for people, uh, we're putting this podcast out for people to hear, um. I wouldn't want people to just I would rather somebody tell me, "Hey, you guys don't talk about things that I find relevant" than you guys suck because that says nothing to me. Because guess I mean, first of all, thank you for listening. Um, but <laughs> you know, but but I mean, but again, second second of all, it 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 doesn't improve. It doesn't help anybody, including yourself. Because if you're listening to it and you don't like it and the only thing you can say is it sucks then it's hard for me to to change in a way to make it something that you would appreciate more if but if you were to tell me um you, you guys talk about star wars too much then i would say okay that's cool we can dial that back easy I as I would that. dial it back i know i know david doesn't want to dial it back no. but i you know yeah, it it comes <laughs> it down to articulation and to recognize that the people on the other side of the internet, they they're also people too. The people who who you're talking about and that that you think are just, uh, they're just personas. They're they're not actually the the people themselves. I'm talking mad mad shit about a developer. That's not a real person, you know. And maybe you do think they're real people, and if that's how you feel about real people, then you, you might need to get some help yourself. But yeah.
1: But we that's are all. not that's trained uh, uh, psychiatrists, so, we're, we're not or doctors or anything. So that's why I preface this with: these are my <laughs> opinions
0: on on these issues. Uh, and uh, uh, well, yeah. I, I
1: totally agree. You know, like I, I'm sure there's a lot of in, people in the industry ha- that have developed thick skin, but it's not everybody has thick skin and it's, nope. it's it's a real thing you know like um and and it's really as a as being creative um at the very beginning it is hard to put yourself out there because it's it's a little bit embarrassing or you know you're just not confident in it yet and and confidence is huge in in somebody's ability to write these things and and actually share it with people in general um so i since you're talking about this, I did not know Will was going to go on on this rant. I completely agree with him. Um, there's nothing wrong with criticism, but it should be constructive criticism. Thank you. I think I was searching for that word yeah. the whole time, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> and uh, but I highly like for a lot of people. I highly recommend. Uh, you can just watch. So it's the allegory of the cave. It's from the show Legion. You can always find the video clip on YouTube. I love it. It it really. encapsulates uh kind of what's going on now with with social media and and oh i guess social media and the internet and kind of how we're i mean we we do it's we're behind the screen they're not real people and maybe you treat real real people like that well i mean that's your thing you need to examine your life if you really (laughs) treat real people like that that yeah that's mm mm no I, nada yeah so i mean for myself you know i like it's taken me a long time to develop thick skin where i don't i don't really give a shit if someone said something like that um but it's just not nice indeed indeed <laughs> but my biggest thing though is that you're actually you're actually doing something negative for like i was saying for the the developer the writer because it really does. It impedes their ability to be creative the way they want to be creative. Because now like, you don't want your writers and your developers spending a ton of time worrying about how I'm going to please everyone out there. You just want them to be unimpeded and be as creative as possible. And sometimes they make good stuff. Sometimes they don't. It's not a big deal.
0: And, you know, to, big, to piggyback on that, the reason why you came to them to start with is because they were creative and the more you constantly mm-hmm. to demean them and, and and pull them down into the dumps you're 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 making them less creative and then you're expecting them to continue to be more creative it's, yeah. it's you're it's very counterproductive that, i think that's what i want uh, yeah you're already going takeaways. to them yeah.
1: it, it's kind of like uh, if we were like for us we're searching for an artist and it's kind of like us you know saying hey this is what we have in mind we like what your your style is we, we totally like it but we have all these specific things we want so we're going to take all this creative power away from you but you you know and, and that's kind of what it comes down to you know you're just you're just putting a, a grip on their creative ability so
0: i want you to do something for me in your art style but i need your style to not be your art style and be my art yeah style. effectively what you're telling them. It's, man, I guess, you know, I didn't really want to mention games, but it's kind of like telling Blizzard I want you guys to make this game, but Uh, make it in a way. Now
1: I know what you're referring to. But make
0: it in a way that I like, but I need you to make it like this other game that you made because you wanted to make it, but make it in my way. Also, why aren't you doing it my way? Oh, I don't know anything about the games development, but still, do it my way. And everything else that you do that's not my way is garbage and you guys are trash developers and you don't care about me and blah 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 and,
1: and all this other other the jazz. So uh so I have a friend that she won I don't know, her team won state in volleyball and she said mm-hmm. that, you know, every time they they play there's always somebody heckling them. And they say the second that they look up and Make eye contact or acknowledge them. They say it's all over. They're in your head, and they'll go ten times as hard when you make eye
0: contact with the heckler. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Yeah. They they basically like it like in, empowers them. So anyway, so I think we're gonna take a quick break because this is this feels very different from the rest of our podcast for sure for sure. So we're gonna take a break, and then when
0: we come back, we are going to start off on a really really bright note
1: these stories are awesome well we'll probably get to this at the end of the podcast no i want to do them at the beginning <laughs> okay okay you can do yours at the beginning okay Sweet. okay bye
0: or no not really bye i'll be right back
2: <laughs> gotta catch them all pokemon
0: and we're back
1: hi david <laughs> Is that your okay? <laughs> That's how we come back from that. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say, as uh, your financial advisor and my own financial advisor, all these people that bitch about stuff, uh, please do buy our game when it comes out mm-hmm. and listen to our podcast. Just, just bitch quietly though, to yourself in the corner.
0: No, I need, I need articulate oh that's right that's right. articulate that's right. tell me why you don't
1: like why tell me why you hate me exactly exactly
0: <laughs> don't expect me to change if you can't tell me why <laughs> just
1: like all right so last week yes and will doesn't want us to do like piggybacking off last week but it's too damn bad because it was perfect we were talking about horror movies and how in horror movies they do not have horror movies inside of horror movies what <laughs> except for the last episode of supernatural was this like it was a halloween episode and dean one of the main characters <laughs> wait the actual like recently aired episode of yeah so the, okay. the one that aired after our podcast <laughs> ironically so it, the episode begins with dean He's just he's laying in bed, eating some pizza, watching some like, I don't know. They're like, it's kind of like eating some pizza, eating some pizza. Did I say reading? <laughs> yes, you did. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now he's eating pizza and watching, you know, some slasher flick. And of course, like a ghost possess a, a statue of this slasher, a slasher dude, a slasher movie dude. Okay. And Dean's all excited. He's like, holy shit, I get to fight against this guy. But it was it was just it was funny because that whole episode was about having horror movies inside of a horror TV show. Hmm. I loved it. You're really missing out with that show. Sands those few crappy seasons, mm-hmm. but I mean it's 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 this good blend of. It's not really scary anymore. Actually, some of, some of the earlier seasons, some of the episodes were scary, but it's more. It's just more entertaining. It's a funny show. And okay. they, and it's it's great because they they'll poke fun of themselves, like they'll make fun of the actual show, and they'll get they'll get a little meta, and then you know like the stuff they'll see on forums, they'll bring that into the show. Wow, yeah. So anyway, the good criticisms, yeah, <laughs> the good criticisms. Uh, it's mostly just the phenomena behind it. Like there's some. No, I won't get into that one. Never mind. Okay. Cut. Okay. Um. So something that sucks these days about watching television, is that if you're not watching it that night, you go on the internet the next day. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. I mean, like spoiler, you just spoiler, spoiled spoiler, that episode spoiler, spoiler, on our podcast. I didn't spoil it. It's, it's not like the main story or anything like that. Sure. Okay. However, if you have to justify it to yourself? That's whatever. <laughs> um, because so, we just had they just had a Walking Dead episode where it's. And I don't feel like this is a spoiler because I've been advertising it on TV. You know, Rick's last episode. But spoiler then, alert. Yeah. But then I can't <laughs> I can't watch it that Sunday night because my wife's working Sunday night. And so I always watch, watch the next day. Because well, you have to watch it with her. Ugh,
3: obligation.
1: <laughs> but then, but then, yeah, as soon as you open up the internet, I'm like, damn it, I forgot. I'm not supposed to look on the internet today because it's going to tell me everything that freaking happened. And you try to avert your eyes, then, of course, you know, it's in the title. The spoilers are in the title. Because people suck.
0: Humans are
1: garbage. <sighs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> they are not garbage. I know. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, so, <laughs> Tetsuya Nomura has been talking this week about the Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about expanding to the Final Fantasy VII compile. Uh, was it compilation titles
0: okay so they're like going to remake the 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 dirge of cerberus and other things like that or Cry- question they're probably going probably they're probably just taking the bits out of seven that tied into crisis core and they wanted to
1: expand upon
0: those because mm-hmm. crisis core expanded and they probably want to pull things from those other games into theirs and I, yeah, think I feel like it would make them. one more
1: sense to just yeah just just, take yeah, just make stuff, it all into one yeah yeah, that makes sense. I mean, maybe they're doing that. Who knows? I don't know. They're just well, talking about it. So, speaking of Final Fantasies, do you remember last week we were talking and you said something about Final Fantasy fifteen two coming out? Yeah, right? they
0: announced it. Did you know that the person who directed fifteen
1: uh-huh. just left the company? Yeah, and then he so he can make Final Fantasy fifteen two, but for his own company, and he's going to call it something else, but it's still Final Fantasy fifteen two. So it's still
0: not—it's not Final Fantasy 15, too. Anyway. Oh, it is. No, it's not. Uh, anyway, it's code name, and they cut all the DLC for the game, and they're only going to come out with one more DLC, and then they're doing a Final Fantasy 14 crossover event. Like they're bringing in one of the big bosses from from 14, one of the privals for 14. Are you serious? It the game. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited actually. Man, I play I'm, a lot of 14, so. I'm so excited. You're not. <laughs> Anyways, I thought it was fu- I thought it was them. funny to bring that up because you had mentioned the the fifteen two, and then I had mentioned that there was all those episodes coming out, and then they just announced. Oh, I swear, it's like they listen to our podcast. It's not <laughs> out yet. I uh, know.
1: Yeah, I knew they weren't announcing fifteen two. So,
0: but yeah, then they just, like I said, then they then they just announced that that they're cutting seventy five percent of the DLCs that they mm-hmm. already announced, which whatever. No, I'd, I'm glad they're cutting them because yeah. we don't need all those freaking deals. No, we do not. We I do. think one of my biggest opinions f- when I first came out, I think I had talked to I don't know if I talked to you on the podcast about it, but I think I had talked to you about it. It's like if you had so much story to tell, why didn't you write it into the story and not wait till afterwards to charge people for to finish the story? I think that right there is probably my biggest pet peeve. If you're going to have DLC, it should have nothing to do with the main game, and it should be just that other stuff it shouldn't be my hands are waving around a lot um and I, you obviously can't see that but yeah it should just be but un-
1: close your eyes
0: and imagine it. imagine Foiling arms like the little <laughs> the little tube man thing in the front of uh um, car <laughs> dealerships uh but yeah no that's yeah oh man oh, it, it's
1: uh, that was some great constructive feedback yes for I'm square am i'm trying
0: yeah i'm trying <laughs>
1: Write um, the story
0: and then release the game. Don't release the game and then remember that you're supposed to write a story. See,
1: yeah, well, that's how you write a story for a company that wants to make money. True. No, I'm saying with the DLC.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 if you want to monetize and make it feel like the things that you're releasing after the fact have actual value to the core gamers, you're, you're going to want to make it heavily integrate into the story and make it seem like they're missing out on something by not purchasing the new things that you're coming out with. And I mean, really, that's what they're trying to do because they didn't explain yeah. Arden's story very much in this. In you the main should,
1: when you're making product, you should go all out into that thing, and then let the DLC take care of itself later on. Just mm-hmm. like, just like uh, Ryan Coogler when he was making Black Panther. I mean, he took like all the best storylines from all the Black Panther comics, through in that first movie, because I'm sure he knew he was going to make a second one. But he's like, fuck it, I'm I'm go not gonna, all in. All yeah, in I'm here. going to go all in on this. Well, I
0: mean, it was. But again, like you said, it has to do with corporations. And if yeah. they say, if Square Enix says that, hey, we just realized we can make even more money by releasing more DLC, then we'll do it. And I don't really know if that's covered by the season pass because I, I had the season pass, so I got the first four oh, yeah, I wonder. DLCs. And the thing is, I thought they were going to do another season because they were doing four more Ooh, DLCs.
1: It's because of that survey. Remember that survey that I took at the very, very first podcast? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what it was. Maybe it was. And people were bitching about it. And so. But again,
0: it probably also has to do with the fact that the game's director just
1: left. So there's that. Well, it could be all the internet trolls that are listening to them.
0: I don't. I really kind of feel like Square Enix is one of the few companies that doesn't really acquiesce very much. They just kind of do their thing. Kind of what? Acquiesce. They don't. Um, they don't change their ways to. To to blend with
1: the ways of people's opinions. I've never others. heard that word before, not even in passing.
0: Sorry, I'm a very uh, well versed person. My vernacular is quite substantial. <laughs> wow.
1: All right, so moving on. Uh, past him tooting his own horn. Um, toot, toot 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 toot. Wow. Uh, Prima Game Guides. You see that they're shutting down. No, that sucks. That does suck. It's kind I have of a sad. Lot of their, I have a lot of their strategy guides. <laughs> the microphone doesn't turn with your head.
0: Yeah, I can I, I know these things, but I do them anyways. Okay. <laughs> it I understand how sound works. I,
1: I <laughs> mean, I don't even. I basically didn't even use the guides, but I would always buy every time I found a fantasy just, game came out. So, I would so buy. So cool.
0: Yeah, they were cool. There's so many good pictures. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, no, I that, love pictures. That kind of sucks. Yeah, sucks. Who's
0: gonna make the the strategy guides from now on?
1: Uh, the internet probably GameFacts.
0: You, <laughs>
1: Actually, you know, actually all these internet sites like IGN does, GameSpot yeah. or Stop Spot. I that's
0: how I, that's how I beat Final Fantasy three and four. I think. Well, I still haven't beat four, but yeah, how I got through them is I went on GameFacts and the, and they like the maps and I don't stuff. No guide. They would write the you know, they would do the, the the maps with like ASCII characters. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so they would actually. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh, oh, it was man. like the best thing ever. It was yes. so it was.
1: It's, it's that's life. old school oh that's hell of nostalgia for me man it's i actually still have the strategy right? guide printed out from i think it's i oh, say i think it's xenogears but it was a game one so it's just a bunch of text lovely yeah and then i put i remember like it's so destroyed now it has like tape covering the staples so they don't pages more pages don't come out wow <laughs> um so, another thing that's happening is uh, they're making a Breaking Bad movie. I heard about that. It's going to be like a pre... Not a prequel. It's going to be a sequel following Jesse Pinkman.
0: What do you think? I think that Aaron Paul's a good actor, but I don't know if he
1: is a good enough actor to carry a movie by himself. And I, so, I think that part's fine because he has a defined character. Right, right. So, so, uh, so okay. That's
0: That's one thing. The second thing is that I don't think that the pace and the mood and the atmosphere yeah. of Breaking Bad make for good movie material and it's definitely seems like it's formatted better for long form television yeah. but one of the things that I do also have confidence in though is that Vince Gilligan is yeah. a great story writer yes. and I think that he would be able to figure that out also I don't I've never really done research into other things that he's done and he
1: Yeah I wonder like, if he's ever done movies. Yeah. Okay. And so, so he may have written a movie before, and it might have actually been pretty good, and I just haven't seen it before. So, or this is him, you know, branching, taking, out, yeah. yeah, branching out and trying it. And since these are familiar with this, you know, character content, yada yada, It just, yeah. It just seems a little weird. Um, whatever, I'm okay with it. Um, and then the very the most important thing uh, that happened this week was uh, Idris Elba. He was declared the sexiest man alive. I agree with it. (laughs) (laughs) You think he would have been? I think he would have been a great James Bond. I think he can still be a great James Bond. He might be getting too old now, though. Nah. Movie magic. That's true. I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Also, real quick. Did you know Stan... Speaking of old people. uh, Did you know Stan Lee made a cameo in the Spider-Man video game? I
1: I did not. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he does. I just saw it and I was like... I'm not gonna give you
1: away where it is. Obviously. Does he come onto the screen and he's like toasty? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> oh wait what's it what's his says? I think this actually yeah, 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 toasty
0: yeah. or whoopsie. He might have actually changed it though. Or they might, the developers might have changed it, no, it differently. Okay.
1: What what's uh what's Stanley's uh what's his phrase? Excelsior? Oh yeah, okay. That would be great. Do the same thing. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. So, um, I haven't marked to take a break right now. So, I guess we're going to take a break. Even though it doesn't seem like we need one. But we're going to do okay, it let's anyway. Let's just take one anyways. <laughs> Alright, now we're back from our break. Um, we did have to cut some stuff out. Because we'll... Um, yeah, anyway. Uncontrollable bouts of laughter. Yep. Uh, so, last week uh, we both were instructed to write some stories with some criteria uh we're going to mm-hmm. start with wills and then we'll do mine later on uh and so wills was he had the Bad. right <laughs> he had the right novella uh, novella yeah but novella which is I essentially like, like we, a soap opera
0: i ended up using that kind of as an outline but it ended up not being any more close to
1: that. uh you're fired uh so there's greg who's a doctor cop. Mm -hmm. Ruby, who is a sexy robot cop partner, Uh, Annabelle, head of the hospital, Mm -hmm. and Tom, that carefree best friend of Greg, who just don't give a fuck.
0: I don't really know if that description really needed to to include a word like that, but okay.
1: He doesn't give a crud? Give a gosh darn. A Hubbard. He doesn't give a Hubbard? A mother Hubbard? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's hear your shit. Okay. Okay. It's like mad short. But okay, so what I
0: okay, but, uh, let's give it a little preface. I kind of thought when when we were saying novella, I was always thinking of like like ending on the uh that note of on the next episode, mm-hmm. but it was always felt so short, and it always felt like you never really accomplished anything in the story. But then like you are you, Rocky and Bowingle and Underdog. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was thinking about because it gave you that feeling of okay, something was accomplished. And then not really. Oh crap! They're not gonna finish it. I gotta wait till next
1: week. Does your it, uh, does your story have a name, a title? Not at the moment. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So, but it, you know, it's gotta end like <laughs> bum bum bum, and then next week on. It's not gonna end on a bum bum
0: bum, but it is gonna end on a... next da, week da, on. Da. Okay. <laughs> but we'll just give you the da da, da. Okay. <laughs> I did kind of have some moments with Bum Bum Bum, you know, with the, like with the little. Do you remember that? Vi- sorry, sorry. Another tangent. Do you remember that video with the little, like the little gopher that comes out of the ground and then it goes, dun 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 dun, dun and then they have like it zoomed in on his eye and he, like he's giving like the evil eye
1: or whatever. I've never seen this. Oh, I'll play it for you. Later. I watch Netflix now. Oh, sorry. No, no <laughs> YouTube for you. Oh, Okay. Oh, it's on YouTube. Yeah. I don't, yeah. W- I don't watch too much on YouTube.
0: Okay. So, the story opens with. Greg enters a room and is surprised. And then I wrote in here, "Cue like
1: surprise, motherfucker!
0: Some fries, motherfucker! (laughs) Yes." Uh, And then I said, "Cue the dramatic music." I wrote this. Bam, bam, bam. Exactly. He sees a body in the middle of the floor. Who did it? He calls in for backup. He is the police, but he wanted to do this by the books. He slipped on his gloves and knelt down to the body. He heard the door creak open behind him. He turned slowly and saw a pair of woman's shoes. His gaze rose, examining her legs, body, and then her face. Ha! It was just his r- partner, Ruby. She was a robot. A sexy robot. <laughs> 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 okay. Back to the crime. Who done it? Exclamation mark. More dramatic music. <laughs> Bum 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 And then I said at the hospital random I know you're coming to the story mid stride work with me here (laughs) Okay And then here's another person that's speaking She goes
3: Get the thing Give the thing Medicine Medicine
0: Annabelle gives orders to her fellow doctors
3: Tom what are you doing here?
0: And then this Tom. Tom sounds like an invalid, so he's gonna be like Greg told me to tell you he's going to be busy tonight. Lots of work. <laughs> and this is Annabelle's thoughts. Sure. Lots Why is of-
1: his best friend like 80 years old missing his teeth? <laughs> because
0: he doesn't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> I don't
1: need teeth. Fuck you all. <laughs> exactly.
0: And then this is Annabelle's thoughts. Sure. Lots of work. It's that robot partner of her, of his. She <laughs> she should have never dated somebody she works with. This implies that Annabelle is currently dating Greg. Uh huh. Who's a robot? She's a robot. No, no. Annabelle's not a robot.
1: Oh, Annabelle and Greg are dating?
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. And, dun, she, dun, would, dun. and she was thinking she shouldn't uh, date Boom, somebody da, she works with. Dun. What? And then she, uh, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, stupid robot. And then I drop another bomb. Craig is also a doctor. Oh shit. I know.
1: Crazy. <laughs> and then, and this is Annabelle.
3: Sure, more dangerous cough stuff.
1: I mean, it just sounds like he's a doctor of love right now. Woo, <laughs> 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 okay. Uh she didn't like his other job, but he was
0: helping people. Tom didn't have a job. Moocher. <laughs> 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 this is tom again
3: see ya i'm gonna be- <laughs> come on i'm gonna go be a moocher. <laughs> what you gonna what i'm gonna go what? i'm
0: gonna go be a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Okay. <laughs> oh jesus and then, and then annabelle she gets back to duty back to head of the hospital works <laughs> Because I couldn't think of a way to establish that she was the hospital, but just that's fine. You other than print- parentheses, saying. and um, yeah, that, that, that was it. On the next episode, you get to find out about more about On the, the next crime.
1: episode of Dr. Cop,
0: Dr. Cop, sexy robot.
1: Wow, chicken, bow wow,
0: hell yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. We'll find it out. uh, Wait a minute. What
1: happens in the next episode? I really want to know. We'll
0: we'll...
1: Okay. Wait a minute. Is this going to be an ongoing thing? I think so. Okay. I kind of like it. (laughs) (laughs) You just write like a a couple paragraphs each week? Yeah. Okay. It'll be great. So on the the next episode. Mine mine does not lend to next episodes because... You asked me to write a horror movie okay. or story. <laughs>
0: uh, we're going to find out more about the, the body that Greg discovered. Okay. We're going to find out more about Annabelle's jealousy of the sexy robot partner. Okay. And we're going to find out more about Greg's hidden motivations. For Besides being a moocher? For being a cop.
1: Oh, Greg. Sorry. Sorry. Also- Whew.
0: You can find about how how prolific Greg is and being a doctor as well. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a genius. Okay. So yeah, you I w- look forward to that on the next episode of how of whatever this is called.
1: <laughs> how am I gonna follow up my goddamn? <laughs> all, right, all right. Okay. So so I wrote this story because <laughs> when I was in like fifth grade, fifth sixth grade, I wanted to be an author, mm-hmm. and apparently I was really into uh, fantasy books so i wrote this story and um i really like will's voices he does so yeah i think it's it's uh it's like it's like four pages or something five pages i hope you're really excited how many this. different characters do you have and there's do you want to describe four four different oh do i have to describe the characters um well, i need the, for their voices uh well there's oh gosh all right let's take a quick break no breaks. Ah, shit. Who's, I don't who's, remember. Who's Bryn? Bryn is the dude's, the main character's friend, okay. I think. Who uh, don't Duncan. give a fuck. Okay, really? I don't oh, know. Oh, he's going to talk like <laughs> <laughs> <Don't learn> this. <laughs> okay, do it. Um, What about Duncan? Oh, there's Bryn and Duncan? Okay, so shit, I don't remember. So Duncan might be the best friend. I think Bryn's the main character. Okay. And, and then, then there's... uh, Furia? Faria, She's kind of, she's just, she's... A lady and she's a little standoffish okay and crystal uh she's i don't know let's do her like a stereotypical anime trope <laughs> i don't know why
0: <laughs> oh there's somebody named kurt i think that's the next
1: story i'm writing
0: okay okay cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay wow
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brynn exclaimed, "Look! <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Look-, <laughs> Look at curves over there!"
1: <laughs> Mind Duncan. you, can I remind people that I was in like sixth, fifth or sixth grade for this?
0: All okay, right, go ahead. Hey, either way. Oh, you actually established the kind of women you like too. Anyways, Duncan peered to his left, his eyes stopping on a beautiful woman with curly red hair. That cascaded down her back. Her silver eyes. What? <laughs> the silver eyes seeming to glow in the torchlight. Ooh. A perfect rose, he thought. Oh, I forgot I wanted to do Duncan's voice. <laughs>
1: Duncan's gonna have a high pitched voice.
0: Has Duncan gone through puberty yet? Uh
1: multiple times. Okay. <laughs>
0: Maybe he's going to be like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a cowboy. <laughs> doesn't look to be your type. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> well, it appears she has some class. Bryn gave him a cold stare and then couldn't help from laughing. We'll see her. she's not. What, what? <laughs> I think it says not my type. We'll see how
3: much she's not my type.
0: I'd rather <laughs> you see how much she's my type
1: personally. <laughs> this is fucking great. <laughs> how
3: when you're tied to the back of your chair.
0: With that, Bryn walked toward the goddess. Cursing, Duncan frantic- frantically tried to u- Untie the knot. Seeing Bryn was almost to his destination. When did Bryn get tied?
1: He like. I, th- I think Duncan du- is
0: a is a thief. Character. Oh, so he's just like it's one of those kind of things. He's where a they pan, they he's pan a rogue. He the camera up, and then suddenly, like whenever he says that, they pan the camera back down. He's like, "Oh, how did I get here?" Like, yeah, that? okay, yeah. okay, okay. Very slapstick of you, but okay. <laughs> We're going. We're going with that. We're going with that. Brent was almost to his destination. He broke the chair and uttered the words from dimensional gate. Or, oh, four dimensional gate. Yeah. Okay. Sending himself right behind the woman, sitting himself beside her. It was now Brent's turn to curse. <laughs> oh, this is the woman. Okay. I think she should be very debonair. Okay, so you finally decided who was going to talk to me, eh? (laughs) She said, not even looking his way. Perceptive and beautiful. Thank you, really, but I'm rather busy right this minute. (laughs) Even so, busy not to have a drink on me even. (laughs) Oh, I think you erased that. Even she said, turning to smile at him. Well, nice to meet you. Ah. <laughs> what? The treasure. Ah. I don't know. Fearin'. Oh, because he didn't know her name. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Nice to have met you, Fearin'. For real. For real. I can't. I can't pronounce words. Words are hard, especially <laughs> names. <laughs> also, he's one of those people that probably heard her right name and just pronounced it wrong, anyways. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Duncan got up looking for Brynn, who was already flirting with a new woman. Oh, dang, Playa. <laughs> when, <laughs> when Duncan began to walk to Brynn's way, he got up to introduce him to the woman Duncan, I'd like for you to meet. Oh nope nope wrong person <laughs> Is that his laugh?
3: <laughs> yeah his creeper laugh Duncan I'd like for you to meet Crystal. She'll be accompanying us on our trip.
0: Ah excuse us for a moment, Crystal. sure she said oh she said with a melodic voice (laughs) (laughs) this is her melodic voice now (laughs) another singer he thought oh I don't want to hear that singing (laughs) Bran I don't want this journey turn into one of your dates oh
3: no it's not like that She's a cell sword, and she wears the symbol of our guild. Why he's getting creepier and creepier every time. I don't know, but I'm starting to like that voice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How much is this going to cost us?
3: Nothing, since I am chief advisor of the guild, I have a lot of command over other members. <laughs>
0: I'm really settling into this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I guess it's okay. Wait. Yeah. I guess it's okay. We can use some help. But for the moment, we have a new mission.
3: <laughs> Who was that? <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> you know that woman you called Curves? Brent smiled. At that. Oh my god. I hate to tell you this, but this is not her name. It's Faria. 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 Gosh. For real? I'm from the country. I don't pronounce names properly. (laughs) Also, words are hard for me, too. (laughs) Anyway, she's an assassin. How do you know? I saw the curved knife. knifed, He doesn't even say knife, right? <laughs> <laughs> of the Ino, of of the Inuit. Them again. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they voting for the
2: country? Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know, but we have to watch our backs this time. But I want to see who she's after, though. Looks like work begins.
3: <laughs> she's leaving.
0: Get going, then. Where are you going? I have something else to take care of. <laughs> what? Oh, dang. I got the dialogue next to that. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I have something else to take care of. I'm going to take Crystal. Long.
3: Can I <laughs> trust you? Don't worry.
0: I'll let you have first shot. Wait. So I did get the voices right. Oh, maybe. Dang we- it. Oh, well.
3: I don't have to worry about that. It's, j- <laughs> <laughs> it's just you don't search the baddest body for uh,
0: clues. Always thinking of filling your purse. Anyway, go find her before she gets too far. What? Yeah, I've already got the dialogues mixed up. You need to have <laughs> like, who's saying these words. Sorry. No worries, no worries. Don't worry. <laughs> it was just convenient that he had to say that, too. <laughs> oh, no. That was just the other guy. Don't worry. I'll put a scrying device on her.
3: I'm not even going to ask how you managed that.
0: <laughs> oh, by the way, could you bring along Kurt just in case you forget to look for those clues? Who the fuck is Kurt? I don't know on the next episode. You did write Kurt in there, right? That's, yeah, that's Kurt. Okay. Like Kurt. Kurt. okay, okay,
1: okay. I liked I liked Nightcrawler mm. back then, so. Okay.
3: You know, I hate that damn monkey.
1: Are you, okay, so. What? Monkey? You wrote monkey in there. It's a monkey?
0: Oh. Huh. This will give you a good chance to get to know him.
1: What? Look at me. <laughs> Brent Merkton walked out the door. What show did I... Oh, maybe it was like Indiana Jones and that little monkey that eat the the apricot or whatever. <laughs> I don't know so what I greatly originally. enjoyed
0: that. I greatly enjoyed doing the voices for that. And yeah. it it made my day. Dude, we... That, I thought it was like 20 or 30 minutes of a reading. And that wasn't really? Really that long. We're at yeah. 50 minutes now.
1: <laughs> I, that that made no sense to me. How, I, I, I really so, enjoyed that. That was fun. So you liked my, my younger self's writing style? Yeah, you actually wrote And, and I was very interested in women apparently around this time. Dan, talking about curves and and glowing eyes and eyes
0: and torchlight and, and <laughs> curly red hair and
1: it is a little ironic Reading that though. That so my wife has red hair. Mm-hmm. So it is a little <laughs> <laughs> ironic. I've been searching for on. Faria all this time. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so there's nowhere else. guess what her name is. Katrina Faria. I actually said my my wife's name I probably shouldn't have said it on on the podcast
0: It's for real (laughs) It's for
1: real (laughs) It's for real (laughs) Alright So there's nowhere to go right now So the best thing for us to do Is take take a break We're gonna take a break Yeah let's take a break
0: And we're back um I'm will still will, <laughs> and this is David. <laughs> what else you want to talk about today David? Uh,
1: so <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, so what do you consider your biggest strength weakness oh, this kind of like a bad <laughs> change of tone <laughs> coming from the break. ah <laughs> uh, whatever uh so what do you consider one of your biggest strengths for uh, storytelling, your own storytelling. I feel like <laughs> this is that that I give my characters so authentic. I don't, I'm okay. I'm done with that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I I you left it trailing. I was in suspense. Sweet. <laughs> uh, with my melodic voice. <laughs>
0: Um, I think, oh, sweet, sweet Christmas, <sighs> sweet Christmas. Um, I think that actually my, my biggest strength when it comes to writing stories is, um, creating lore. So I think when I'm writing stories, like a big thing for me is establishing like the worlds that the characters reside in. So I think that, um, uh, I think because I think it's important, it's something I focus on a lot and, um. Uh, after establishing that kind of i don't know if i'm a, as good as creating at creating a cast as i am as in creating individual characters um did you really think about certain like video games and in books where they have like these expansive casts of people and like how all these people are related to people who are related to people who are related to people and how like you know when uh, when they write a story about, say, for instance, like medieval time, and they they create like the whole court, so the bishop, the the king, the queen, the duchess, and you know what I mean, like the and right. the duke and all the all the people. That's something I'm not very good at doing. Get like for really just creating characters for characters. So, so
1: supplement. it? So you're saying you're not very good at writing supplementary characters? Yes. Okay. I think
0: I'm, I'm I'm think I I would say I'm I'm pretty good at writing main characters and central cast and then creating the lore behind behind the world that those people exist in, but in terms of c- I guess creating worlds closer creating the parts that are
1: lived in, I guess. So why do you think it's harder to write supplemental mm-hmm. supplemental characters?
0: Um I think it's because I'm so focused on creating the through line for the story that i forget that the story exists within a living world not saying that i don't i don't know i don't forget that it exists in a world because i created that world but it it always does feel like i, I kind of that's something that falls to the wayside oh crap there are other people live here the story i know the story <laughs> is about this person
1: but i gotta so it's I, like it's like the show of Friends, where they always have people, that bunch of people over, but they mm-hmm. still only talk to each other. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so like they're like like you write them, they exist, but
0: you you forget to give them and give the 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 other you know the supplementary people or the supplementary like cast of characters a life themselves. They just kind of exist as uh, window dressing for for the rest of
1: the story. So when you play an RPG. Do you talk to the NPCs? I do. Do do I talk to them out the of necessity text? though? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I I talk to every one of them, but I go click 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 click. Okay, next next one. Yeah. So I'm just looking well, for quests.
0: I'm also like a really old school RPG player, which I mean I feel like you are too. And um, actually, one of the biggest things whenever I was playing games like uh, like Neverwinter Nights it was always important because it's like a very heavy Dungeons and Dragons oriented thing. NPCs never really feel like just NPCs. You always feel like if you talk to somebody that they were either, they would unlock quests, but a lot of old games, they would, they'd be really more subtle about it. There wasn't quest logs. There wasn't uh like menus yeah. for all those things. So you, when you talk to people, you had
1: to be a little bit more
0: intensive to those
1: things. Yeah. Like nowadays, like, like when I'm playing Dragon Quest, there's, you know, on the mini map, there's a purple dot. Yeah, that oh, means no mini maps back in the day either. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a quest, but you, yeah, yeah. you didn't have that. That's probably the biggest reason why. I, I mean, to PC for me, PC. I just don't have as much time. So No MMOs, don't. no. If it's
0: not the story quests or like maybe something important, like the the class quests, which I actually find those quite intriguing. Which, is, oh man, when we talk about storytelling, I feel like that's probably one of the greatest like storytelling MMOs. Like they just. Final Fantasy oh, fourteen yeah. is like they just they're all their writers are just uh, they probably bring on such a huge cast of writers that every a lot of the stories feel very like diverse and that they're exploring different scenarios that have nothing to do with most of the time with the main scenario. So say for instance, right now I have a dark knight, um, and as I, as you level them up, in order to get some certain abilities, you'll get certain certain abilities just for leveling up, but other abilities for your class you get them via class quests and those class quests take place over over 10 levels worth of of that class so it'll be like from level 50 to 60 you'll have a whole class like storyline and the storyline for this one and i don't really know if you consider mmo spoilers unless it's like the main story if it's a side quest i don't really i don't think it's a big deal
1: anyways i think you should tell like kind of like you did witcher 3 where you're like i did the thing to the thing, and it did a thing,
0: okay, that makes sense um so so pretty much you 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 become a dark knight, which is okay, cool, oh
1: my right? gosh, spoiler, I said you become the thing,
0: but you are a dark knight, that's like literally the class. I just told you it's a dark knight <laughs> class quest, I know, anyways, so you're a dark knight, and so you meet this other one, and then but this one's protecting somebody, and then so it's almost like it's kind of like on the next episode. And then you have to wait, like, three levels to get to the next quest. And then once you get to that next quest, you, go, you do it again. You, you, you get another little snippet of the, of the story. So then you're like, oh, well, this person is related to this person. And you're like, holy crap. And on the next episode. And then you're like, oh. But they always have, like, there's, like, these really well-written scenarios and these characters that you're like, man, you spent all that time writing this big scenario and every single class has their own mini scenario. You know, and so then you're like, okay, so this person's related to this person. Okay, whatever. Well, we need to figure out how to defeat this person. Okay, so we have to go here. Oh, they just kind of send us on this. Thing. Oh, so you're telling me that the only way I can harness my power is by this, this thing, right? And then so it's just like it's leading to this big, you know, um, this big climax, which, I mean, I'm only level 59 right now. And hopefully I'll level up to 60. What's your online
1: username? If, uh,
0: pff- Fender bane but it's not spelled the, the way fender is supposed to be spelled now well,
1: you're, you're going to be part of everyone's guild that's cool everyone wants i actually to own a guild. guild i own a guild though. do they want to join your guild oh sweet do I they don't. get do you get money when they join your guild no no that'd be cool though
0: that'd be cool um <laughs> i think they just get points i get points for the guild whenever they
1: like uh do activities and stuff anyways uh, so so my question is so on some on um, on such a big endeavor, like an MMO, mm-hmm. s- story MMO like this, uh, where do you think they started?
0: Um, I, Considering scoring as a company, I truly believe... Are you talking about for this one or just MMOs in general?
1: Uh, for 14.
0: For 14, I mm-hmm. think they started mainly with uh, the engine. Because remember the game was remade. No, 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 no. I mean, like,
1: for as far as the story goes
0: oh like how do you think they started writing it Mm -hmm. um i'm pretty sure what they sat down and did is said first of all we want to write a story but we want to write a story that can be told over a long period of time we want to write a story that is that feels like the character that's being played by the player um it's kind of along for the ride, but at the same time plays an integral part to the story To the, so that the player actually feels like the actions that they're taking have some kind of meaning, even though it's definitive in one way or another. Like, the, the you can't change it. Um, there's no multiple paths or anything like that. That's just not how MMOs work. Um, there's no... There's no um, there's no alliances or anything like that. So you're not a horde or alliance or whatever, or, you know, in constant, in constant PVP, everybody is, is just a warrior of light. Um, so I'm pretty sure when they, when they were thinking about it, they're like, how can we write this central story and make sure that, um, again, so everybody feels significant and it doesn't feel like they're missing out. And actually what I was talking about for the dark Knight quest is kind of, I think the centralized theory. So for the, how they wrote it, they wrote it very episodically in that, if, if as they're telling the story, each individual expansion would come out and say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna tell a major story and we can tell it, we can break it up into episodes so that way it gives us time to develop it and it gives them time to play it and to play it in snippets. One of the smart things that they did um, that I see a lot is that the quests kind of, they have chapters, they kind of have bookends which are just actually just a quest right. and you... Sometimes it'll be like you're you're doing a quest, you're doing a quest, you talk to a person, you finish the quest, and that same person will offer you the next uh, the next thing of the quest, and you can continue to do it right then and there, or you could just stop and do something else. And I think one of those things is like they wrote a story that allowed allowed for like a, like an episodic watch, an, an episodic play of the game, so it still made you feel like you're uh, like I said, you're involved in a big story, mm-hmm. but it also made it feel like you didn't have to be there all the time. And right. it didn't even give you warnings when you started a quest that had large cinematics yeah, well, or big
1: big things. Pretty standard these days. It seems like when you get to a certain point, you know, like, oh, you're almost to the end.
0: Oh, no, it literally says on the thing, this has cinematics that may take some time. Please allot the appropriate amount. This is <laughs>
1: in game. Which is weird that, yeah, like, it seems like MMO is the only type of games where you're allowed to take immersion out and say, hey, this is the event that's happening, guys. Let's break this fourth wall real quick. Yeah. Um. So, so do you think that they, do you think that they first created this world? Do you think they first created these character classes, created this story around these classes, and then that created the world? Or do you think they came up with this main central story, and then they branched off to the characters and the world? Like, what?
0: I think what they, I think they created the villain first. Oh, you um, think they created the villain? Oh. Yeah. I think they created the main villain first, and they said, how can we branch this out? How can we make this villain affect the rest of the world? And then after writing that, then they started writing these other like, uh, auxiliary villains, um, and they're like, oh, shoot, we can base a whole expansion off of this, and then how can we... Oh, you know what? There's a there's a race that we created. We could actually base a whole story off of this. That's a whole expansion. I mean, Heaven's Word... The, the expansion is literally all about dragons which dragons and dragoons and like to me like it was something that caught me off guard because you start off this this major story with the big villain that i was telling you about earlier or that 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 i think they wrote it based on and it starts off as that's the main problem that's the main that's the main motivation that's this and this and this but then it got to a point where suddenly i think the writer's like you know what we can do so much more with this and we can do so much more with the player as a character. And, and the player ends up, uh, like I said, you do things, obviously you don't have a choice in whether you do them or not, but you do things that actually have an effect on, um, how the world views the play, the, the, the warrior of light, which was like crazy to me because I, I didn't really think it would be possible because it, because of the, the way the MMO storytelling works. And somehow they end up manipulating, manipulating me into, into realizing that this is definitely possible and it's able to be done well in an MMO setting. Um, but then they moved. Cause the, so the world feels a certain way about you. You move into the next scenario. But then as you're trying to help somebody else out to because they're helping you out or whatever, then you end up becoming involved in an even bigger scenario, which you find out, again, is still being manipulated by the big villain but you don't find that out until later and so at first you kind of feel like you're on this just expansion wide uh, side quest or whatever and then you realize holy crap i'm on the right quest and all of these things still affect everything that i was trying to fight against in the first uh, in the first iteration of the game and like it's so, so slowly but surely every expansion is creating new regions it's kind of standard for mmos right so you get you get these new regions and you get these stories to be told in these regions and then you find out how these stories are attached to your other things and you find people from your past or not your past sorry you find people from the past of the people that are around you that are for the central for the central <laughs> stories your own,
1: your own past <laughs> right they're um, <laughs> like all right we gotta get we gotta get as much information on this user as possible yeah we gotta we gotta tell and we're gonna everything. put it into the game kind of like kind of like uh, psychics whatever you know yeah
0: yeah exactly um, that would be that would be I mean, Legit, right? Kind of awesome, actually. Little, little invasion of privacy, but it <laughs> should work. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we don't need privacy. My
1: life's anymore. an open book. Exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, it. I think the yeah the way they write the story. I think like I said I think they thought villain first. Here's the world, and because we are creating an MMO, let's create regions, mm-hmm. and then we can kind of stagger out those regions. We can actually like theme the regions so we can actually get certain feelings in certain areas. We got desert place. We got a we got a like a like a like a coastal resort ish place. Uh, and then we got we got a wooded areas. And then we're like, Oh, you know what? Let's do a Japanese themed place or let's do like the Gothic themed place, which is Ward. it's just pretty much gothic everything because it's like castles and whatnot. And then you have, oh, you know what, let's do ruins because the dragons are old. And then and then and then we're like, you know what, let's do technology because guess what? This whole game actually has a lot of technology yeah. in it, but they do kind of the cyberpunk. Not cyberpunk. I they,
1: think we're going to change this podcast into the Final Fantasy 14 podcast one day. Um, <laughs> they do. They so, actually
0: kind of do the thing that Final Fantasy VII did, and mm-hmm. that it had this like weird fantasy punk Magitech. cyber thing. Yeah, yeah. That actually, it, well, is, it, has it, it actually is Magitek. Yeah, uh, yeah, so Final Fantasy 14 is is Magitek. So, uh,
1: so if you, okay for you, if you're the make in MMO mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. like I am curious. Like, where you would start. I know where you think they started. Yeah. But where do you think that you would start in writing this?
0: You know, I think I would probably start writing the the player's character first. Yeah. I think it, it's kind of weird because most of the time player characters and MMOs don't have much, if any, dialogue at all. And I think one of, that's, yeah, it's kind of like, I think that would be the challenge of it all, is to create a character that will never say anything it might just answer a question and then nod their head like you'll get a choice to answer a question and then you'll just nod your head and go like this you get sorry you can't see it you get the motion of making it seem like you're Mm -hmm. explaining something or whatever but i think the challenge would be to write a story from the perspective of somebody that really truly has no control over the story that they're taking place in and then kind of branch out from there. So as you're starting to write, okay, so this is, we'll just go back to 14. This is the warrior of light. (laughs) How does the warrior of light fit into this world? And then I think, yeah. So creating, I would create the character first, the, the player plays. And then, um, because usually with MMOs, you have different races. Um, then you kind of branch out. That's the next thing. So you think of what kind of races do I want to occupy this world? Uh, or do I want to have multiple races, or do I want to just kind of leave it as you know, different color kind of people, and you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, because yeah. when we think of races in video games, we think of like orcs Purple and, green and elves, and yes, we think of orcs and elves mm-hmm. and cat people and panda yeah, yeah, people yeah. and whatnot. But when we think of races, I think on the
1: only thing about cat people in Japanese RPGs, Skyrim, ah. there's a the Khajiit. Um, I stand corrected hell ye, yeah.
0: um <laughs> no when i think about um like well because when you're thinking on earth when you think about races you're just thinking about white people black people mexican people like you think about that you think of it that way but when you think about video games
1: limited to just that there's better, a whole spectrum you better throw every single one of them in there <laughs> let's get started I'm just kidding I'm just kidding
0: <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you could either go with kind of like that idea of like an earth kind of race, or if you're thinking about a fantasy setting, which is, again, it's part of the writing process. How do you, how, how do you want to branch this out? How do these, uh, how do these other races coexist with, with each other? And then that's when you start to build the world around those races, because uh, it would be, it'd be shaped by their, their, their place in the world and then creating a, and yeah, and then creating a, a, a villain that uh, you obviously have to give a motivation to. Right. And then once you create that motivation, you have to start thinking about whether or not that motivation will actually give like credence to the things that that person is going to do. It, and then how the, the scenarios will play out for the main character. It's
1: such a long journey in, a, in an MMO. I don't even know if the main bad guy needs to be like great, you know, because you're going to have to have multiple bad guys, you would imagine. Mm-hmm.
0: But that's why I thought, like, man, I will sing the praises of Final Fantasy XIV until it gets bad, which I, I highly doubt it's going to. I mean, they they're just they're, they they do really good at, um, like always every like patch and stuff. They're always giving more of the good stuff. It's probably because they get more constructive criticism about their game. And so they write more of that stuff into there. So if somebody goes, I really like the Hildebrand side quest, which is literally just this like Inspector Gadget uh, looking doofy dude that he wears like a like a tuxedo, right? And he's just he's he's really doofy, but and he's not really that smart, but he's trying to like solve all these crimes and stuff. And the animations that they give him and the facial expressions that they give him are just. They're they're above and beyond. They're like slapstick, uh, like anime expressions. It's 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 pretty funny. So people say they want those all the time, and every other couple patches, they put more of them in there. And so there's always like these, and they're like expansive. They're not even just like, uh, you talk to somebody, and you just get like a wall of text, wall of text. They're like whole things, uh, like scenarios and cutscenes and like special animations specifically for this these scenarios. Like they put love and effort into those things but I always think about yeah if you if you are going to make an MMO the the first thing you got to think about is after you started creating your big bad it it, MMOs are all about listening to the community even though you may have an idea of the way you want your story to go if somebody suggests something or if a fan writes something in a forum or something and it and it seems like it might actually ring true then take inspiration like it's I feel like World of Warcraft probably uh, did that quite a bit because I mean, if you look at the direction they went, they started off with we have a story we're gonna tell. We're just pretty much retelling Warcraft Three. We're expanding the world, and then, um, and then after that, after Lich King, it did seem like they were just like, you know what, that would be kind of cool. I guess we will explore this. Oh, time travel sounds cool. I guess we will explore that.
1: So, so for an MMO, like you, you think fan feedback is critical, but then you know, like stand- constructive. St- fan. Construct- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for standalone titles, you, you kind of think that that's like, they're, do you think they're different entities where you don't really need, you don't really want the fan feedback for a singular title, but then an MMO, it's almost essential because it's such a community.
0: Yes. So we have the community, but you also have the fact that people are paying all the time right. for something. So because, it's more of a service. It's a service rendered. Okay. That being said, it's a lot different than, say, for instance, if I bought. We'll stick with Final Fantasy. If I bought Final Fantasy 13, once I get Final Fantasy 13, that's an expression of an art form. That's an expression of a story that was written for other people to enjoy. Done. Yeah, I can't do anything. I can't change until anything. Final Fantasy 13 too. Right, but but you see what I'm saying? Though? like and I three. can't. It's it's a it's a pack. Wow, it's a package. The package is shipped out. Once it arrives to you, you enjoy it, but you enjoy it from knowing that somebody created it for people to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Whereas you have an MMO where it's created, it's given to the people; they get to play it, but then they're constantly coming back to it, and they're constantly like for fourteen or for for World of Warcraft, people are paying every month. So you are now you are subscribed; you are actually becoming you are the person providing the money to continue the project as opposed to create the project because the project was already created before. Say for instance, like a standalone game, they're created and they're bought by, or they're, they're paid for by a publisher. That's why the publishers always get the say the last say in what game actually comes out to the public. Whereas for like an MMO, the people who are actually providing the money to keep that MMO going are the people who should be and whose opinion opinions are more valued than say, for instance, Square Enix, yes, obviously has a, a say in, and Blizzard ha- obviously has a say in their game, but the per- the people's voice who matters most is those five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten million subscribers yeah. that are giving the money to to do that.
1: It also helps. It probably also helps that you know for them to say, hey, we're going to listen to our fan base and yeah. really take their consideration. Yeah. And it probably really helps that you know they can listen to it. And if they make something that's not that great, it's fine because there's so much other content Mm -hmm. to this.
0: Yep. Also, again, like the numbers that I mentioned, it's millions of subscribers. If they put out the Hildebrand quest and it's only for two million subscribers that really like those things, those people are satisfied. But the other people, they have other things to play. And then maybe in the next patch, they get what they want too. And then the next patch, somebody else gets what they want. But it always ends up... It, you can definitely tell it's like a rotating catalog of things. Oh, somebody really liked the, uh, the, the, the Dungeon of the Dead or whatever. Let's create a new Heaven on High palace. Like, you know, it's just like this multi-tiered thing with its own individual leveling system. Some people like the challenge of those kinds of things. They like the little hardcore, if you die, you have to start all over kind of thing. And so, you know, some people are into that kind of thing. Maybe we won't put it out a whole bunch. But we did have it for those people, and those people loved it. Oh, let's create another area because people do like these instance kind of things where they're not dealing with everything else in the main game. It's just kind of a thing to do. So those people who do just play this game all the time, they actually have something to do daily when they come into in to, to, to play the game and whatever. They're just like, oh, I'm going to log in and I'm going to do some, uh, some Eureka quests or whatever. That'd be cool. Or I'm going to log in and I'm going to do some Squadron quests with, with some of my friends or something like that. But then it's, it's yeah. I it's definitely like, about community feedback.
1: I feel like you really like this Font Fantasy Fourteen thing, dude. I really do. <laughs> I
0: right, really well, do. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna reel fun. it
1: back. I'm gonna reel it back in. That's we'll, we're gonna stop about uh, MMOs for a little bit. Um, so getting back to your own storytelling styles, okay. Like you were talking about kind of you know like making NPCs is 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 one of your kind of one of your weaknesses. Yes. Do you feel like you have any other things that are difficult for you in your writing, or is that mostly it?
0: I think probably another weakness is that it takes me time, a lot of time to write. Yeah, I hate it's, that part. I know, right? Um, it, because it's such a thoughtful process and because it's very much an expression of myself, like I it, it definitely takes a lot of time. And I know that, obviously, other writers, they express themselves, and in the, in, as you write more and everything, you you become better at it. Um, and I think that's just probably a drawback of the fact that I have some experience, but not all of the experience. So I'm still
1: kind of remember how on hard that. back in the day. Well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't hard for you, but remember back in the day when you all have to make the five paragraph essay and it felt like such oh a gosh. chore or and when the, they hit you
0: with the word count thing. And I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: yeah. And later on, like
0: I became a master of VS yeah. by that.
1: Yeah. Like i I'd be like, oh, I gotta write a five-paragraph essay. All right, give me like Let's, half an hour. Right, let me pump yeah. this sh- out. You know? let, let me find my quotes. All right, here's my BS I say around these quotes. Okay, there you go. Oh, I got an A. Cool.
0: It was like a, a fact and two opinions. A fact and two opinions. And yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And, and yeah, then, it, it was the whole thing. I loved it. It's I solid. hated it. Practice makes
1: practice makes perfect. Indeed. Indeed. So, I I guess I'll talk about a little bit of my please do right (laughs) because I haven't really at all um so for me I I definitely write in a different style than Will does um like for me I typically I get these (laughs) I don't know images in my head these scenes in my head
0: you have a very cinematic mind yeah it does seem like when you write that's the your idea is is more catered to the, the the rule of cool and like making things look that's right. Like legit, which is fine. It's fine. It's actually, it's a good, it's a good, uh, strength to have, but yeah. sorry, continue.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I really will. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of take a scene and, and it's in my head and I'll, I'll totally like have it in my head and I'm like kind of, you know, rotating around the scene and like really analyzing what these characters should be doing, what they're feeling in this moment. Um, it, it, mostly like I I feel like I my strength is is scenario writing more than anything. Yeah. Um. I typically like if I'm writing, I typically my order that I come up with story is I like, I typically come up with the middle of the story, or okay. the scenes to the, to propel the story forward, and then I'll go and then I really want to sit down and think about the ending because the ending's really important to me, and I don't think you should write a story unless you have you feel not like an amazing ending but you can't have a bad ending. You know, as long as I have an ending oh. that I'm satisfied with, it needs to be amazing. <laughs> okay. It needs to be amazing. And then at the, at the very end, my last step is actually, I come up with the beginning because that, because once I have these, the story, um, then I kind of start thinking about the characters and the beginning is kind of the development of the characters. And then I think about how I want to develop these characters. And so that's, I think that's why I, I work on the beginning, at the end but so okay so if you're writing though so like, Quentin Tarantino is that how he does it
0: no he just has really bad story oh not not bad but he has different, different story structure yeah
1: yeah, but but you're a fan of Quentin Tarantino I know I okay. love it <laughs> that's weird for you to like say it's bad at first
0: no I th- I say bad because it doesn't adhere to the norm so Got it's it. considered bad um but it's also creative but a lot of things that are creative aren't always considered Good, they may consider it be like against the grain, but yeah, but so, yeah, I do. I kind of do the same, The kind of the same thing, so I you think, do the same kind of thing, so but I'm not a scenario writer, I'm definitely a bigger uh, I, I like, like I said, you think I write, of these worlds first, I, I think of more, more through throughput stories.
1: Mine are way more enclosed, I'm not really concerned about. I, I, I mean, I'm
0: too concerned about the world,
1: so actually, okay, so when you're What's more important to the story for you—the the actual story or the characters?
0: Mm. <laughs> Depends on where I'm at in the process. Okay. Um, so it starts off with with just pure story, but mm-hmm. then as you go through there, then you realize that people can't relate to something if they don't develop the characters. So then you further develop the characters, but then you're like, "So, but how do these characters fit into the world?" So then you further develop the world, and then again, that's when you end up with the the, the the kind of the, the systemic like building out from yeah. the characters and then you realize crap like because the characters scale wise are so small compared to the world then as you're building out you start to realize that you're trying to flesh out every single aspect of the world mm-hmm. because you're going from small to big instead of just going big and then just kind of starting to trawl certain like rays to the certain people and then maybe giving like a little a little tight bubble around them as to how the story affects right. the world and stuff like I that. I mean that,
1: well that's I mean that's complete opposite. You know, I'm always I always thinking about these characters and what what trials these characters are gonna go through. And and usually my like when I'm thinking about my story is it's really encapsulated around these characters. Yeah. And they might be in this huge world but i i always like i always want them to be the center of it you know right. and and if there is other things happening around the world somewhere like they're somehow going to be involved in it at some point and Makes that's sense. the only, that's the only reason it's important otherwise the rest of the world just i don't care about it i think
0: that kind of writing might
1: it, it's sometimes better and it, it really
0: depends on the games it really or the or even just like the 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 media that is presented in So say, for instance, that you like if you're writing a book, sometimes a very central centralized story around one character that has has minimal world development, but the world uh, kind of evolves around them. So like everything that they do, you get to see the reactions of those, but you don't you're not sitting here like oh well there was a rebellion in in three countries over i mean it doesn't really <laughs> affect this but it happened
1: yeah and that's my problem which, when it comes to writing which is was, weird for yeah. me cuz a lot of my influences started with jrpgs and jrpgs are like you know you're this you're the main hero that's going to save the entire world and
0: well the good thing about a lot of uh, a lot of jrpg writing is that they do tend to, what they do use when, when 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 doing that is that this person affects the world and it kind of lends to what you're talking about so you have uh, a character that you're controlling that does whatever 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 they get into a certain place and then suddenly they're involved in something that was going on but they the the story itself never develops what was going on beforehand it only develops whenever you arrive in it so it's only yeah. it only takes place from your arrival to win its conclusion or its conclusion of your uh your effectiveness on that situation and then once you leave that situation that doesn't exist anymore and a lot of jrpgs actually take that route in that like when you're traveling from town to town if you arrive in a town that is Currently experiencing a rebellion, you get involved in that somehow. Your character ends up picking a side. Somehow, your character or somebody in your party actually is I don't know related to somebody there, or you know it always ends up having like tendrils to to affect the character or the situation itself. Like tests the character's resolve or morals and things like that. So again, kind of testing the player to the the players. Uh, morals or whatever and then you kind of move on it's a definitely very scenario based but i think that's what lends more to its your strength if if you're writing a character and you're writing the story that's directly affected by them or the the world that's directly affected by them then you end up uh you definitely have like an enclosed and very personal story so yeah and less less expansive less like man i love the world that this person exists in no i love this character and i love that the scenario of this person is taking
1: and, place and in. that probably that's probably why i don't like games like skyrim like so many people love it but for me yeah. it's just it's not as personal um it's it's not as personal it, it very
0: but that's not strength and that, i think that's, what, that's yeah. what makes it different
1: yeah i i don't know i guess when i was younger i probably like some something a little bit more like that but uh so, when you're writing, do you try to give a lot of instant gratification or do you kind of go with the long game? Um,
0: it really depends actually, but I def- I think I tend to lean more towards the the long game. Um <laughs> You should know this because you played the first uh act of of Destiny and Fate, mm-hmm. which is a game that I've been working on since I was like a, a junior in high school. Um, or working on the story for that since I was a junior in high school, and I think one of the big things that I that I learned, like as I was writing it, or at least that I learned about myself when I was writing it, was that it. This isn't. This isn't. Uh, it isn't instant gratification. There is certain things that are going to happen to this character that are going to change the world. There are certain things that are going to happen to people around him that's going to change how he feels about the world. His world. Right. So it's like. So I, I was writing that, but then at the same time, um, when I had originally, originally wrote the story, I thought about, uh, I was always thinking about, uh, like, how is this person even significant? It's crazy because, like, I had wrote it originally and it didn't feel to me like the main character was actually the main character. It always felt like, oh, well, it's, he's just another person. You're just taking the, the role of a person mm-hmm. that exists in this world.
1: A la Game of Thrones type thing. Yeah,
0: it, it, it's yeah. So you're always like you're always kind of a, a, uh, taking a step back, and you're you're the perspective of the of the other person or whatever. And it never really felt like the person that you were playing as, or at least the person that you started playing as, had as much weight to the world or even the scenario. So I ended up. I mean, this story's been rewritten like three times, but um, one of the big things that I did is like it's i definitely realized how much more I am about the long game and that I wrote all the things that I had given away too early and it felt like, Oh, well now it doesn't, doesn't seem to hold as much weight as it used to. And so then I was like, okay, let me pull some things back and kind of, kind of trickle information information into the player um, about people and it about, and and starting to establish personalities and things like that. Um, I think, which is again, it's a JRPG thing, really. um, as creating these characters that you know and you love that you can almost you can almost have an argument about it doesn't feel like that would be his motivation to do this or the she doesn't seem like the kind of person that would do this like i know her you know what i mean because <laughs> because that's what jrpgs tend to do they tend to establish those characters and give their complete personality so that way when they do something in the story it shouldn't surprise you, but then if they do something against their character, mm-hmm.
1: completely surprises you, because okay, they have, I mean, every RPG party has like one that's possessed specific, by somebody, yeah. yeah, specific tropes and everything. Yeah, but but it, again, it establishes
0: everything so that your brain settles into its patterns and assumes what's going to happen next so you can surprise them. And that's why I'm about the long game. Is if you establish that all the characters feel a certain way and that I have a certain personality and things like that, then as you're progressing the story, you can surprise the player of the game by, you know, throwing things in there to 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 either to you know what to make the per- the player actually go. I wonder how they're going to react to this newfound information or, or this new scenario. Or I wonder how this trauma is going to affect their character mm. because I usually know him to be like this, but I don't know what would happen to him if if this kind of thing happens. You know, and, and, and it and it makes the the player's investment in the story that much more.
1: So you like to take uh, so you like to take a, ter- a character and give him give him a scenario and and you're thinking about like, how would this character react to this? Yes.
0: Um, I think we had talked about it the other day and definitely wasn't on the podcast. I don't think, I don't know. Um, I was actually listening to another podcast and, um,
1: there's no other podcast. There's just our podcast.
0: Oh yeah. I was listening to this thing that had voices in it. It, I don't know what it's called. Anyways.
1: Um, (laughs) I feel like, I feel like I was quoted ghostbusters somehow. I don't, I don't know.
0: Um, but he, he was talking about, uh, about, how he lets the characters write themselves and they, when they were interviewing him
1: <laughs> i always laugh when, i'm sorry i always laugh when people say that well it, I, I, I get I, what they're saying i used saying. to, I used I get to what too saying, yeah. but
0: as i write more and more like i'm starting to realize that oh you literally write like like i was saying earlier you wrote their personality you wrote mm-hmm. their things and then suddenly you're asking the character, what would you do in this situation? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is what I've given you as a personality. What would you do? And then you put yourself in those I shoes, mean, and
1: then you let it—you kind of let it flow out. That's one of those things in creative writing. They give you like a worksheet, and they're like, "All right, well, I want you to write down this character's favorite food, and what's its favorite color, and mm-hmm. and does it have a favorite number, and you know stuff like that." Yeah, because you're just trying to figure out what would this—you know—same thing. What would this character do in this situation? Yeah. It's—it's your—you give them this then these moral choices and what road do they take? And,
0: and I mean, it's more believable if you, if you give them, if you give them a basis for, for their actions. And so that way, when they do take an action or when they act against character, then it, like I said, it's either surprise for the player or it's, or, or the reader or the, or the, or the viewer TV shows, movies and things like that, that like, I mean, it, it allows you to, to, to heighten the, the investment of the, of the person who's watching viewing maybe that's what maybe Whatever. we should
1: do a character uh podcast at some point
0: i think we should maybe just, not next. Episode. maybe yeah, not just, next uh,
1: episode, yeah, yeah well, i already have one for the next one but uh just kind of kinda talking <laughs> <laughs> kind of talking about like some of our favorite characters and why we think those are our favorite characters that sounds good so i'll give you have you did you ever play tales, tales of vesperia no oh darn it that's okay that's okay um darn it. okay
0: on that note let's take a break real quick and okay. then we'll come right back okay, okay. So, apparently, I like Final Fantasy fourteen a lot. You wanted to point that out.
1: <laughs> I was actually about to say that um, when we got back. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I, I can see it in your face.
1: Yeah, so we actually, so we were going to do uh, RPG gameplay next week, but we're going to kind of continue the the storytelling podcast next week because apparently we have way more to talk about. So much- um but we're gonna get into my story i wrote mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i know it's what you've all been waiting for probably not my,
0: mine was i mean after here i mean after hearing your sixth grade story i am i'm i i would be remiss if this if i, if I didn't hear this now yeah I, mean, I need to
1: it's it's not gonna be funny like that one
0: so <gasps> i'm really sorry that this so point. next time i should have you write a comedy yeah, we can, we can see. It. I can try it. Um, Actually, just next time, no prompt whatsoever, and I'll make it. Oh, okay, well,
1: I, well, maybe I continue my sixth grade story. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. So, um, so I had to write a horror story, and the I had to have a male protagonist that was an alien lawyer. Can, sorry, can you pronounce horror? Whore. I had to write a story about horror. R. Er. Um, so I had a male character that was an alien lawyer, mm-hmm. a, another male character that was a talking dog, okay. a <laughs> female character that was a cat criminal on trial yep, and a female android assistant to the lawyer fresh out of the college, just passed the bar exam. Dang. So I feel like I was way nicer to Will with what I asked him Yep. because the, yep. the characters they gave me, it seems like they should have been in... in Comedy, or <laughs> Men in Black, or yes. whatever. All right. Sorry. Play so here we go. Okay. <laughs> is it gonna be another? another story? <laughs> no, it's not gonna be like that at all. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the courtroom. See, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm good at reading stories. um The courtroom has no windows and is dimly lit. To make matters worse, one of the lights is blinking on and off.
0: <laughs> sounded like you said fleshlights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus. Uh, I try to keep my head down so it will have less effect. Hopefully the custodial staff will ha- take care of it soon, as it was very unnerving and not helping my headache. Judging by how dirty this room is, though, I'm not sure they have a custodial staff. Ooh. <laughs> I began to notice a foul odor that fills my nostrils. It was powerful and made my headache feel worse, and I had to fight hard to resist the urge of vomiting. Why did my office send me to this place? It seems the judge is almost ready to enter the room. I bring my head up to look around. Completely out of out of place, there is a large Jesus on the cross hanging on the wall. This Jesus figure appears more tortured and bloodier than any Jesus on the cross that I have seen. This figure gives me chills. It looks like it is staring right back at me. I think to myself, the way I feel, this just feels like a reflection of myself. And where the hell is this place? I look to my right to see my Android assistant. She has just
0: passed
1: passed the bar exam. I always thought it was peculiar that they would have an Android take the bar exam. They're programmed to know this stuff, for Christ's sake. I should, I'm
0: glad you recognize that when I when I wrote that, I was like, "Dude, they're robots."
1: <laughs> I shouldn't be so insensitive to to equality, I suppose. Mm. Uh, so if you can not tell, uh, there's no dialogue. He's just this is his thoughts. Okay. Um, hey, there's some of the best horror stories of that because it's just like a perspective on, right. on, on everything right. that's going on. Uh, she has her head down and her hair is covering most of her lifeless expression. For an android they made so realistic, you think they would give her some personality. I stare at her, but she hasn't moved at all. She just stares at the floor. Is she immensely preparing herself? It seems weird for an android to need to prepare her mind.
3: The li- Ooh, does
1: she have a mind? <laughs> the lighting the lighting is too much for me, so I put my head down for a second until I can gather myself again. I look to my left to see the defendant's lawyer. He is a red Martian. <laughs> I know it should be more accepting of accepting, but their look disgusts me. They look as though someone peeled the skin off of human with a potato peeler. Dang. With a lawyer j- peeler. The lawyer just stares at me, never blinking. I wish he would stop staring at me. Is he trying to intimidate me? I think to myself, only a disgusting Martian would take a killer cat on as a client. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. It's so hard with your characters you give me.
2: Okay. 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 Go.
1: The cat is already on the witness stand to defend herself. I think to myself, that is a weird. That is called a witness stand when they when she is lying there. Hey. Lying. <laughs> I actually put laying there, but lying there's there. there. Um, okay. She seems I thought
0: that was good. Man, too bad that wasn't intentional. All that right, was good My bit. bad, my bad. Uh, Change it now. Okay. <laughs>
1: Get rid of that in there. Okay. There we go. Uh, she seems more fragile than intimidating and looks like she has been in one hell of a fight. The judge finally enters the room. As I see who the judge is, I can't help but to think there should be some kind of conflict of interest seeing that the judge is a dog.
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I love it. See, I kind of gave you more leeway. Mm, yeah, with okay. Yours because I did, okay. Well, because I didn't
1: name the characters. Right.
0: Anyway, it's because you just could randomly throw
1: a, a dog in there. I thought mm. it was cool. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Anyways. Okay. I need to stop making assumptions, though. The judge begins to speak, but it is impossible to t- distinguish what he is saying. He sounds angry and is yelling at me. What could I have possibly done wrong already? The judge paces back and forth, seemingly impatient. I feel a rush of anxiety as I as I feel as I feel as though the judge is waiting for me. I stand up to feel completely lightheaded, and I feel like I am going to pass out. I try moving closer to the bench. The judge begins screaming at me again. I turn to look at my assistant. Oh I, I, oh, I forgot to put. I turn to my right to look to see my assistant. She hasn't left my side, as if she's mimicking every every move, every one of my movements. She still won't look up. Is she intimidated too? How can a machine, machine be intimidated? I realize that she is not going to offer me any help at all. I turn back to the judge to plead my case. And then I put in parentheses, skipping ahead in the story because I was going to talk about what he was trying to say because I couldn't think of anything. Okay. Uh, and then I said, "The judge has heard enough and begins yelling at me again." Guilty. The dog barks out three times. The judge. <laughs> then I just kind of went off the rails a little bit, but uh, the judge then walks over to the witness stand. To my shock and disgust, the judge savagely bites into the defendant. Good God! What is happening? What is this justice? The defendant makes no sound as the judge continues to rip her apart. Oh god, I don't know if I can hold can hold back. My stomach is is a whole new level of queasy. Queasy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, my question is, and I tried to leave clues as to what is going on and I didn't, there's one part I fret I left out, but I was trying to leave clues as to what is going on. Did you did you get any of those bread cl- crumbs?
0: No, I was just intrigued. I thought they were gonna tell me about the trial and then I was gonna try to figure out what the wait, so the the like I'm supposed to like. Okay. Um so I'm supposed to actually like figure out what
1: Why it's a horror story. Yeah, the dog just freaking was like rawr, rawr, eating the cat. Well yeah, because I mean you have to have something that's um uh, gratuitous violence yeah pretty much something out of like shocking you know uh so i i was trying to have it where the android when he when he gets up the android is always to his right and then the the defendant lawyer is always to his left okay got anything so i'll i'll, I'll give you the no. clue i'll give you well, the hold clue.
0: on let kind of i feel like i'm gonna um, pause for a second but i wanted to uh, i say pause like as in pause your story for a second but mm-hmm. i wanted to like add a section here where I give the, the listener a little bit of time to kind of figure that out too. oh okay um so, <laughs> anyways um so yeah okay so yeah you're gonna have to you're gonna tell me how, to,
1: how this is going on because it sounds really interesting so um, my thought process was that I don't know how the hell I'm going to tell a story with these four characters in a freaking horror story that are so comedic. Kind you know? of, yes, good. So my, and I'll, I'll get to I'll get to that part. So one of my clues was when I was talking about um, I was talking about the android and he described her with a lifeless expression. Okay. And then another clue was when I was describing the Martian. I said that they look as though someone peeled the skin off a human with a potato peeler. Anything. And he's just sitting there. He's not blinking. He's just staring at me. Who the 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 Martian? The red Martian. And then I put that the you couldn't understand what the the judge was saying, but he was pacing back and forth. And barking at me, essentially yelling at me. Are you dead? No.
0: Are you like in a morgue or something?
1: No. I was hoping I gave enough clues. I mean i i would definitely I would definitely have to flesh out some of these clues and everything. No, I to, I feel like um, you've
0: probably given enough, and I'm just stupid when it comes to this. No, lessons.
1: no. So so what I would have to do is I would have to give uh, visions of stuff that sh- are out of place, essentially, like that cross. Oh, well, that was one of the clues too. Uh, when he looks up at the, there's a freaking Jesus on the cross, mm-hmm. a bloody Jesus on the cross mm-hmm. above the judge stand. You know that's weird. But then I also said that he was when he looked at it, he said it looked like a reflection of self. Okay, and and he is, said it was bloodier than usual. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so you want to just give it to you now?
0: Please do. I'm okay. So I'm intrigued.
1: So my thought process was, um, this person is. Um, they've been strung up. They're bleeding.
0: Okay, is this Jesus?
1: No, this is not Jesus. No, the person, the main character, they're strung up. They're not in the actual courtroom. So, uh, so basically, he's he's losing a lot of blood. He's hallucinating. Okay, and so the when you the reason why I said that the the android is always to his right is because there's another there's someone else passed out hung up and everything with their head down, and they're passed out. Being strung up and everything—it
0: seems like they're mimicking me the whole time. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, the android isn't really. Oh, because I just was saying that she's always—I was trying to say that, that she's always to her right, no matter where oh, he was. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you know, with the Martian, always to the right. And then the and when I said that, it looks like they took a person and and skinned him with a potato peeler or whatever. It's a dead body in a chair that's been mutilated, mutilated, and uh, and then the and then the dog and then. There's a mirror in front of him, so he can actually... He sees himself, but he sees since he he's him, on the cross. Right, up, okay. yeah. And then the, the judge, the dog judge, is it's just a dog. So he's in like a cage, and the dog is basically walking back and forth. Okay. And barking at him. Type okay. thing. And then, because I had to throw a cat in there, I thought that would be a good... Like, there's an actual dead cat in there. And then at one point, he just goes over and eats it. And But that's when he thinks that the trial is over the actual dog in real life goes over and eats the cat. So that was my thought process. Holy shit. And so and so I was trying to but I, I couldn't I didn't really have a time. No,
0: dude, that literally like I feel like don't add any more to it. That was almost one of those things where you could have the whole scenario play out like an actual courtroom. Mm-hmm. You can have people in there and dude, this is like a hell a Twilight Zone kind of Tales from the Crypt kind of thing. Like, you have it all playing out of, like, everything's there and, like, this dog barking and is actually, like, saying things and then the cat just kind of chilling there, blah, 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 doing the thing. And then, like, as you get towards the end of the scenario and then when he's, st- like, the moment the dog bites into the cat or something, he just kind of, like, like the, the scenario Like a flash. To, yeah, the like, you yeah, yeah, like start to... Flash or you reality, start to see, like, where k- it really is. K- like, the yeah, cracks yeah. in the reality and then... You start, and then like maybe like pan up from the from the cat, and you start to see like the the scenario looks like it's a uh, uh, what do you call it? Like you you see like the the, the cracks, but then you see like it start to reveal itself, and then that's when you notice the mirror, and you see yourself strung mm-hmm. up, and then you kind of take the camera and you do one of those things, and you look back at yourself, and you start, to, and then you see the uh, you see the android, or that yeah, it's the android which is just another person. And then you see, or technically, if you pan to the left, or if you. Rotate to the left, and you'd see uh, the corpse first. But yeah, so you see the you see the mutilated corpse next to you, and then, and then you see yourself, and you see the other person just passed out next to you, or whatever. Yeah, you see reality, dude. That that's perfect. You wouldn't need to add any more to that. Yeah, that was okay. So that's dude. That that was okay. Let me be completely honest. I didn't actually expect it to be any good, <laughs> I, mainly because I gave you a bad scenario. Right. I think. Um, but that... Dude, that's perfect. I don't know. I wouldn't change anything about that. That was, that was... That was legit, legit. Let me go ahead and brush off my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, at this point in time is when you're supposed to toot your horn. Toot.
1: That's that's weird. That seems like a thing you do in private. (laughs) Toot, toot. Anyways. (laughs) Um, so... I greatly enjoyed
0: that. And I think the viewers were too. So... Or the listeners.
1: I, I... So I'm wondering... So for you, um, did you find it okay? So did you find it difficult to write with constraints?
0: Yes, I always do. I find it easier to write when I'm just writing to be creative because I think writing is a creative endeavor, and whenever there's stipulations added to your creative endeavor, it all it never it tends to lead towards uh, what do you call it St- like stifling mm-hmm. the creative process.
1: But it, it, did it feel sa- satisfying when you? We're able to do it.
0: Yes. That's why whenever I wrote that little scenario, I actually was a little happy about it. And mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, I can write some more of this because it's fun now because now mm-hmm. I've already like injected my own
1: creative flair into it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting how that worked actually. Cause yeah. I was the same way. I was like, Oh, okay. I figured this out. So but actually, then once
0: you write it, like, dude, I'm telling you, that's brilliant.
1: So, well, you know, and you always takes you always take, um, Oh God, what's the word? Uh, when you're taking influence from something else, what's that called? Paying homage, or I don't know. Yeah. Whatever it is. Uh, but so one of them was, um, so I just watched. (laughs) So, uh, so some little of my inspiration was, uh, from Castle Rock. Actually, there's a scene in there where, you know, the character didn't really have their right mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the, actually another inspiration was from, uh, there's this, Episode in Supernatural where in Supernatural, uh, the way they do genies, like a magical lamp genie, okay, uh, they actually have it where it's the same scenario where the genie, uh, the main character Dean, he, he strings him up, right? Okay, and he strings what, up a, a, a genie, no, 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 uh, the genie strings Dean up, He's, okay, he, and he strings him up and everything, and the whole episode is, is almost like a um. Oh, what's that? What's that Christmas movie where like he he's like in a different reality and he's like oh, I want to go back to my own reality that I, I thought sucked. Hmm. Um, um. What is that? I don't know what it's called. Essentially, like it, um, these characters that had died in his life they were there and you know it's almost like it's a beautiful life you know and everything and that's what the and so you know their interpretation was the genie gives wishes. Well, this genie is giving the perception of every, giving Dean everything he wants or thought he wants, you know. But in reality, he's, he's essentially feeding off of him. So they have the genies be kind of a, a demonic creature.
0: Oh, they're so they're closer to Jinns, I believe.
1: Oh, <laughs> never mind. Damn it.
0: it was, it's just called a gin. Oh. Oh, sweet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which, which actually do feed on the souls of the people who make wishes because what they're... I mean, think about... Have you ever played a game called Twisted Metal? Uh, he, kind of. Okay. So at the end of Twisted Metal, there's a the guy that grants wishes. And when he does it, he grants wishes in a way that is definitely counter to what the people intended. So say, for instance, one guy, he, once he completes the game, he says, I want to be seen by the world. So what does he do? He takes that guy's oh, face and he right. stretches it yes, along yes, the yes. whole atmosphere. Yeah. And he just suffers there for the rest of his mm-hmm. life. And I think when you was explaining that, I was like, dude, that's exactly what that is. God, what, it, a, what a dick okay okay i think well, i think it's creative and i love wor- it.
1: words are hard gosh
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> words are hard <laughs>
1: so but that, that's, that's you got anything else
0: um not really i was expecting my um my parents to be here they were going to be one of the the live people. audience the live audience yeah but it looks like they're running a little late and even if they do arrive they'll probably just walk in and they're do gonna me. be the laugh
1: track and all that <laughs> yeah, exactly. except for they would be like, what "The hell is my kid talking about?" <laughs> no, they'd <gonna> be like, <laughs> <laughs> "All right, so uh, next week we're gonna talk. We're gonna continue storytelling because uh, it's 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 a good subject. Uh, we do enjoy it um, when he's not talking about Final Fantasy fourteen. But um, actually, you know what?" what i what i do want to do no that's that's okay
0: what i want to do is actually we're probably going to end up releasing the storytelling episodes broken up by other episodes Mm -hmm. so we might actually interject other episodes in between yeah just to kind of give you a break it i think i feel like it is going to probably lend to a little
1: fatigue so people may not really like it that much and they want to talk about other things but it's okay so i'm going to add this to the end i should be adding this to all of them uh whatever you listen to us through click like uh please support us supporting us Uh, will contribute to us making a game eventually. So uh, thank you for your support. My parents just got here. Good timing.
0: But we're done now.